Thanks for being with us on Community Matters, 95.3 WBCK Saturdays after the 8 o'clock news and at battlecreekpodcast.com. Any old time, Lakeview Ford Lincoln makes the show possible. So thank them when you get the chance. And uh, that's interesting that that came out of my mouth that way because I'm told some people have done that. They've actually waltzed into the showroom and said, thanks for doing this. Thank you for that support. We appreciate that so much. You know, one of the things we used to do on the morning show on WBCK is check in uh, every couple of weeks with the chair of the Calhoun County Board of Commissioners. So we're trying to do that now without taxing Steve Frisbee too much. So, eh, you know, once a month or so, we're checking in with Steve on the business at the county board level. And here we are at one of those times. Hi, Steve. Hi, Richard. Don't don't use that word taxing. Oh my goodness! You'll get everybody so far though. I'm sorry. Yeah, poor choice of words there. <laughs> Wrong setting. <laughs> That's right. Well, here we are at the end of the year. Yeah. And uh, you you got everything tied in a nice little bow here at the end of the year, did you? Pretty much. Um, we did formally pass the budget. You know, we had to make some adjustments in our um, taxing you know, where that went as far as the values and things like that, but minor stuff. And then we have to do the cleanup of the budget at the end where we're moving money from one line item to another because of the amounts that that were already approved in the budget. Uh, They ended up being spent for different things or a little bit different, not for people. Uh, We constrain the elected and appointed department heads by the number of people they can employ as our major cost measure uh, control. So, uh, but they'll pay a little bit more for a piece of software than they thought they might and did pay a little less for a different one. So they'll have to move money around and it all works out in the end. And Megan Banning and Kelly and and Gerald Shepke do a great job of keeping track of all that and getting us where we need to be. And we're probably going to see just about a break-even year, which was pretty tough considering the amount of declined revenues. Right. Uh, so essentially some housekeeping that takes yeah. place, year-end housekeeping. And then I imagine after we actually get past the end of the year, then there's a seal of approval on on the final uh, oh, yeah. version of that. But right, it, it it's always a situation, I suppose, where things shake out a little differently than um, than you'd planned, but uh, yeah. it seems to make you know, sense. It's like being at home. You found out you had a can of green beans in the cupboard and you really didn't need it. So you bought something that you really needed instead. And it, it's that minor stuff. It's mm-hmm. nothing major, but it, it keeps us in line. And we'll know the final tallies, the official tallies come with the audit. And that happens. It starts in late spring and early summer. And uh, we usually have that pretty close to July, August, somewhere in there uh, where the story is told we can account for it. So uh, our finance group has been an award-winning finance group uh, from the Michigan Treasury for probably a period ongoing of almost 15 years now. Mm-hmm. So they do a great job of keeping things in line where they're supposed to be and accounted for. And the auditors rarely find anything. And if they do, it's something pretty minor that's correctable. And we don't, we never have to, in my 12 years, I've never had to take action as a result of something uh, that came out of a budget. They're always pretty darn clean, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. That's a, oh, yeah. that should be very comforting to the taxpayers. And it's very comforting to us commissioners, I'll tell you that. Right. Uh, and to be able to point to something that uh, wraps up nicely is uh, a lot easier than to have to deal with an issue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So now we look ahead. The uh, The meeting schedule is now on the Board of Commissioners website. 
So yeah. first uh, meeting is January 5th, so not all that far away. That's considered an organizational meeting, Steve. What does that mean? So that means that we all get sworn in in a ceremony. We're going to have the clerk and the chief judge participate in that this year. We'll have uh, four women and three men, two new commissioners join us, Monique French and Diane Thompson. The rest stay in place, and we lost Gary Tompkins, who lost again in that close primary in August, to Tommy Miller, who stays. So then after that ceremony of swearing in, we'll, uh, amongst ourselves, elect the chair and the vice chair. The chair is for a two-term session, the entire term, and then the vice chair is for a one-year term. And then we'll, the following January of 24, we'll have to reelect or find someone else to be the vice chair. So that's pretty much what the night is contained within January 5th. We'll probably pay the bills. We'll do some minor cleanup work or award bids that uh, have been let and those kind of things. But I, I don't foresee that's going to be a super long meeting right now. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, not very often though, it seems the electing of the chair can be a little tricky depending on the, I suppose, the political makeup. This is not a big deal usually at this at this level of of service, but sometimes it is. Do you do you think this will be just a routine kind of situation? Well, we haven't had a unanimous choice in several years, which yeah. is okay. Um, it means that other folks are interested in leadership and have some ideas and not opposed to those kind of things and at least discussing them. So, but it it goes without a fight. And that's the big thing is right. we may have different ideas, but we can present them in a manner where it's not a fight. It's just a discussion and a conversation. And then we all make up our mind which way to go. So I've been pretty grateful to be able to lead the last two terms and we'll see what happens in January. A lot of discussions going on between all of us of what do we want to do next? Does a person who wants to be the chair nominate themselves or make it known? How does it work? You can nominate yourself. Um, typically, we work behind the scenes to, um, you know, lobby others to support one position or another or one candidate or another. You have to get four votes to get that passed. So when you have that fourth vote and somebody assures you they're going to vote for you, then you know the fight's over. There's no fight left. So uh, let's just vote. All right. So we'll see how that comes out on uh, January 5th. I meant to ask this before, as you look back on 22, is there something that uh, stands out in your mind as one of the uh, struggles or uh, particular accomplishments that uh, that you say, yep, that's the one right there? I think the largest accomplishment, well, there's two. First of all, the juvenile center, which is going to be called now the Calhoun County Youth Center, the juvenile home is going through a major refresh addition that updates that. And that has been 15 years or longer in the making, trying to get that facility where it needs to be. And it'll be a great facility. It'll get us back to the point where other counties send their children for the programming at Calhoun County. We just haven't had the room and the facilities to carry it off safely. Mm -hmm. Part of that has been the change in sentencing laws and where 16-year-olds can go and where they can't go. Typically, they have to go to the juvenile center. So you have 16-year-olds matched up with 10-year-olds. I that's do recall a, you saying that, yeah. Yeah, and it creates a danger and a hazard for uh, the youngsters. So this reset of the youth center will help us separate within that facility to make things more safe and, and appropriate for age differences. You know, a 16-year-old male versus a 10 or 12-year-old male, there's no comparison. 
So you have to you have to make things safe. And the families that send their children there or the courts that send them there and the families with their children need to know that that's a good thing for the county. And then I think the other big accomplishment in 22 was the completion, almost a complete completion of the Emmett Township Local Road Program, mm-hmm. which was a $24 million process over three, three and a half years. Every local road in Emmett Township will have had resurfacing completed. It's almost 80 miles worth of road. So almost half of the local road system in Calhoun County, I shouldn't say half, probably a third of the local road system in Calhoun County since 2014 has been resurfaced between Bedford, Penfield, and Emmett, uh, and some other stuff that's gone on in some of the other local townships. So we're making great progress. It doesn't seem that way when you're driving to Calhoun County roads sometimes, especially in the out counties, but you know, over $100 million spent in local roads and primary roads over the last few years that never would have happened if we'd have continued with the road commission very proud that that's happened and very um it's got to be very nice for the township residents in emma to know that they don't have to go beating their front ends of their cars up trying to get to work or go see family and friends so it's a good thing i would vote to do that all over again we made that decision at the end of 2012 to go from a road commission to eliminate it and bring it in-house and make it a county department. Uh, I would do it all over again just for those simple reasons. We have trucks that are more reliable. We have equipment that's newer that's not breaking down every day. That whole uh, department needed help. In some, in some ways, they were very much constrained by the law in what they could finance and what they couldn't. Uh, They had to finance things on their own, and bonding was almost an impossibility without the county backing it. But their methods of operation and administration were another Achilles heel that we have corrected. So right away, we started doing things without any additional revenue other than local road millages uh, and appropriations. Uh, So in the past, that was never an option. The county road commission never had dollars to do the 50-50 match that's required by law and those kind of things. So we've just steamed ahead and reduced operating overhead, all those kind of things that put money into roads. And that's what that road department is supposed to be doing, focusing on the mission. And that's making roads safe. We've got those large metropolitan areas completed mostly. Leroy Township would be an exception for that. And they found a way now to fund their road improvements. So it's it's looking up and up. Now, how do we get to these medium-sized and very small-sized townships in ways that are affordable and meaningful to fix their roads? Other counties have road commissions. So I think Kalamazoo County is a road commission. But individual counties have to decide. I suppose, what uh, setup works best for them, whether it's a commission or a department. Yep, they do. And the reason we changed was that Governor Snyder asked if we could, if he could do anything in that arena. We asked him to create legislation that allowed us to eliminate it. Art Kale and myself went and watched him sign that in a ceremonial office. And then we went to work. We didn't just say, hey, we're eliminating them. We had uh, several uh, folks appointed to a task force that looked at the feasibility and in the end, what we decided was we could do no worse. We felt we could do much, much better. Mm-hmm. And the reality is we have. So did our due diligence, uh, led by Kelly Scott and others, to, to say this makes sense in many ways, and in many ways it has. So, you know, next set of problems, like I said, those medium and small uh, townships and entities, how do we get them more involved and more solved as far as road surface? 
Is that among the priorities in 23 to figure that out? Absolutely. And what else is at the top of the list in 23, would you say? Well, I think, you know, just continued uh, financial management. We just reaffirmed our uh, AA um, bond rating, Mm -hmm. and that's a good thing for the county. You know, people say you always should be paying cash. Well, cash is king, and if you don't have any cash, you won't have any ability to be flexible. And when you can incorporate bond payments into your operating budget without impacting your ability to operate, bonds have been so low over the years. uh, That's changing a little bit now. But that allows us to do these large projects. We couldn't have paid our $12 million of Emmett Township local road programs from our cash reserves without then impacting our ability to serve and everything else. So these snowstorms, we wouldn't have been able to respond at all. We said, we're broke. Just managing the resources that you have, including the cash and the funding abilities and capabilities. And that's why good management and fiscal resources and your bond rating are imperative to being able to continue to move forward. All right. Sounds like a good place to leave it before we pick up in 2023. Thank you, Steve. Yep. And I offer my thanks to uh, Lakeview Ford as well. And uh, this is a great service that they're providing to the community and we appreciate it. Yeah, definitely intending to continue in 2023. Thanks, Steve Frisbee. Take care. Happy New Year. See you next year. I'm Richard Pyatt. There you have it. The last of our guests in 2022 on Community Matters. We'll be back with you in 2023 with the first guests of the new year next Saturday. Brought to you by Lakeview Ford Lincoln in downtown Battle Creek. Don't forget, too, if you missed an episode or you want to look back and hear it again, just visit battlecreekpodcast.com. And if you have a suggestion for guests or just want to check in, send us an email at communitymatters at shoplakeviewford.com. Have a safe and terrific new year. 